Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball community for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you are here with us today. As you all know, on this podcast, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. Now, two things before we get into today's episode. First, if you have not already done so, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And second, this is something I talk about quite a bit on the show and outside, but if you've been thinking about how you can be a better networker and want some tips, then join me in the five-day virtual networking training camp by clicking the link in the show notes below. Yes, it's free and it's one way to help you to move the ball. All righty. So I've been looking forward to today's episode for quite some time and I have an awesome guest with us. Inside the huddle with us today is Elijah Molden. Elijah is an NFL cornerback who currently plays for the Tennessee Titans. During his college career, he played four seasons at the University of Washington and was drafted in the third round of the 2021 NFL draft by the Titans. During his time as a Husky, Elijah had many awards and recognitions, including winning the Guy Flaherty Most Inspirational Award, as well as being named UW's defensive MVP during the team's postseason award banquet during his senior year. Elijah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on again. Really appreciate it. I was looking forward to it since the last time. I think it was a year ago. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. You came on the path to the draft series last year. We've been talking about you coming back on. So I'm glad that we're chatting today. And I do have to say that whenever I watch Titan games and I see you on the screen, I'm always cheering for you. So it's nice to have you back on the show. Yeah, that's good to hear. Appreciate that. Of course. So first off, before we get into the episode, I do want to say what an awesome season it's been for the Titans. Congratulations to you and the team on winning the AFC South this past season, being the number one one seed in the AFC and just an incredible season. So congrats to you and the team. Yeah, it was a fun ride. Definitely wish it could have ended differently, but I think, you know, every team except for one is thinking the same thing. So it was an eventful rookie season. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that season in, in just a little bit. And also just want to say shout out to Coach Rabel for winning the Coach of the Year award. I saw him out in L.A. during Super Bowl weekend. And so very excited to see him win that award as well. So you, the Titans and Coach Rabel definitely know how to move the ball. So, Elijah, what I want to do now is I want to start off just talking about your time playing college football. Let's talk about when you were in college at UW, played 13 games your freshman year, all 14 games your sophomore year, started all 13 games your junior season, and then something happened, right? The senior year was cut short, four games of the season, very, very different. Talk to us about your journey playing college football before the pandemic and then going into that senior year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like before was Looking back, it was relatively easy, especially my junior year, just because before the pandemic, everything was scheduled for you. That's one thing about college is everything is planned so far in advance, so you kind of know what to expect. But just like any other player, my first year, I was getting my feet wet a little bit. And then second year, I was growing more confident. 
still nowhere near where I wanted to be. And then my junior year, I started for the team and kind of grew into more the player I am today. So I think that's just, I was laying the foundation for later success in those early years. But definitely the COVID year was different just because everything was so unpredictable. One minute we heard that there wouldn't be a season and then the next there was, and it just kind of kept on going back and forth. So what I learned was just just like focus one day at a time, one moment at a time. And that's crucial for me, especially just because I I tend to get caught up in the what ifs and the whys and whatnot. And that really helps me kind of stay grounded. So actually a really fun season. I think I was really grateful for the four games that we did have and, and the time I spent with my teammates. And yeah, that was my last time in purple and gold. And as you look back on your college career, what were some of the key things that you took away from that experience outside of what you just mentioned and taking things day by day and not getting caught up in the what ifs? What were some of the other things that you've taken away from your time playing college football that you think are important to help you to be successful in whatever it is you do, the NFL and beyond? Yeah, I'd probably say just like the most fundamental thing is like you get out what you put in. A lot of people talk about how hard they work or this and that, but really it's like, you know, you can kind of see the fruit of their labor just from how much effort and focus they put into their craft. And then another thing is how important it is just to prepare, especially in the off season. The off season for me really set up my success in season. In season, there's not much time to develop your craft and and kind of work on your skills. It's more just preparing for the next team, the next team. So the off season is where really my curiosity allowed me to improve my game. And like, I think that's the most important thing is just staying curious and and having a good work ethic and then being competitive. I think those are the three things that are essential for me, even now in the NFL. And during your college career, you had 153 tackles, five interceptions, 25 passes defended, four forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries. When you look back at those stats and your performance, what were some of the things that you really worked on in the offseason just to improve upon and to continue to get better? Yeah, I think really everything, especially man coverage, just because as DB, you have to play man coverage. And and the technique that I play now is different than what I did in college. So I'm still getting adjusted. But Really kind of everything, I think the most important thing is the mental aspect of the game, just like learning how to focus in different environments. Obviously, it's a high-stress environment when you're playing, and there's so many different coverages and different types of focus that you have to apply in different situations. So that was the most important thing, was just kind of getting comfortable and uncomfortable situations. So let's talk about your pro day. So when you and I did our episode, it was before the combine, it was before the pro day, the combine ended up getting canceled and there were virtual interviews and then they still had the pro day, which were good since they canceled those the year before. So talk to us about your training up into the pro day and that experience for you doing the pro day as well as the combine interviews. Yeah. So the training, I was training with Les Spellman over in Orange County, California. I was like one of the best times of my life just because I feel like the group he has, they're such a great group and we hit it off right away. But the whole no combine thing actually came to hurt me just because I got there early January. I ended up training for too long and too hard and I ended up injuring myself. And when my pro day came around, I ended up performing with like a strained hamstring and I was able to get through some events, but it wasn't as good as I could have done. And I ended up getting pulled out altogether because I kind of restrained it. Ended up hurting my draft stock, but everything happens for a reason. I think it made me more resilient. But leading up to that, like I was talking about the group with Les Bowman and the people I met over there, it was such a great time. And You know, it's hard to not have a good time in Orange County if you've ever been over there. And as far as the interviews, I think that's kind of where 
that was my strength was just talking about football and sharing my life story about how I grew up, especially in such a big family. So that stuff was pretty easy to me. I think it was different being virtual. I had nothing else to compare it to since everyone's only goes through that process once. Yeah, it was definitely different not being able to connect face to face. But as all of us, we had to adapt during this interesting time that we're living in. And you mentioned Les Spellman. I'll give a shout out to Les. He's incredible. I know he does great work. Had him on the show last season when we did our trainers series. So I think he does incredible work. And Orange County, I love Orange County. I actually used to live there. So it's always a good time. Good time down in, in the OC for sure. So let's talk about the NFL draft. So what was it like for you hearing your name called? I was watching the draft. I saw your name come up on the screen, 100th overall pick. How did that feel for you? I know you wanted to get drafted higher, but how did that feel for you hearing your name called? Yeah, I mean, it was really mixed emotions just because, like you said, everyone wants to get drafted as early as possible, obviously. And and a lot of times it doesn't pan out the way. And I think kind of like me being stubborn like I am and doing my pro day injured, ended up hurting me. So, you know, we had to be patient, I think. And by the time my name was called, I was so thankful that it was by the Titans because they were one of my top teams. I wanted to play for Coach Vrabel and it's not a secret why as he, as he won Coach of the Year this year. But I just felt really motivated and very fortunate at the same time. And I think it's a moment I'll remember forever. My family will remember forever. And you're not new to the NFL having your dad playing in the league. Your dad, Alex, was on the show. Give Alex a shout out to, I'm all about giving shout outs to people this season. So Alex is incredible. But being that you grew up kind of around the NFL and you've understood how the NFL is a business, the transition is probably a little bit different for you versus someone that has had no exposure to that life beforehand. And so I also read in an interview that you had done back in March of 2021, you had said, I'm 22 years old and I approach the game like a veteran. That's credit to my dad and all the coaches I've had growing up. Can you talk to us about how your dad, as well as some coaches that you have had or interacted with, have helped prepare you for becoming a professional football player in the NFL? Yeah, I think firstly, the NFL being a business, I heard that all growing up, but it's different actually living through the experience myself. You know, you don't really know until you're in it. So that took some adjusting. In terms of having a foundation for the NFL, I think that's what my dad and my coaches did was just kind of create a structure on how to prepare for every game. And then one thing I've always had is my work ethic, my attention to detail. So I've always had that. So if you add on that with kind of how to prepare for your opponent and or how to limit their explosive plays and kind of understand how they're going to try and attack you, that really kind of just helped me. Once you prepare for a team and you know what's coming after that, it's just football. You know, and we've been playing football since we were little. So, you know, looking back on my rookie year, there's definitely in the beginning of the year, it took still kind of second guessing myself and every game I improved and trusted that preparation. And was there anything that your dad might have said to you any advice or guidance as you got ready for training camp, got ready for preseason and then the season to help you kind of be prepared for this next chapter? Not necessarily. I think sometimes the best advice is is no advice at all. And he's done a great job kind of letting me figure all that out on my own. And I wouldn't want it any other way because this is my journey and I I want to be the one solving my life problems. But he's he's there if I need him. Whenever I have a question, I have to go to him. He won't come to me. So that's something that I'll do with my kids. It's worked out so far. So let's talk about the first time you suited up in a Titans jersey for the regular season game. What was that like for you? It was surreal. It was an out-of-body experience. I'm used to big crowds because Washington holds a lot of fans, but 
now being on the field and like lining up against players that you've watched on TV at kind of pinnacle of football, that's what I'm getting used to. But a couple plays in, I got used to, I started to play like myself and I ended up having a fine game. But like I said earlier on, I was still figuring out my strengths and weaknesses and how teams would attack us and attack me. A lot of guys talk about how the speed of the game is different. Everyone's talented at that level. Was there anything that came as a surprise to you during your rookie season? Yeah, definitely the speed of the game, like pre-snap. Offenses operate a lot more efficiently in the NFL, as you would imagine. And they try, they, you know, it's it's chess, not checkers with, with the defense. So kind of seeing through all the smoke screens and handling everything pre-snap, that is the biggest adjustment from college to the NFL. And then also every team has different techniques that they teach. So I was used to the way UW does it and playing for the Titans and adjusting to the coaching staff and the rules of the NFL as well. That took some getting used to and something that I'm still improving on. Now, the Titans finished the season 12 and 5 and last season 11 and 5. So definitely continue to do well. When you look at this past season, what do you think really was key to your success? As a team? As a team, yes. I'd probably say, again, it comes down to preparation and the way Coach Vrabel has this dialed in on the game plan going into the game. And it's, it's easy to bite off more you can chew and get overwhelmed by the opponent, but just focusing on what we can control and playing with effort and finish and just really like having a simplified game plan going in. Maybe just three key points, say, if we do these three things, then we have a high chance of winning. And what was your most memorable experience of the rookie season? I'd probably say getting my pick six versus Indianapolis. It was late in the fourth quarter and I was supposed to put away the game, but they ended up driving down the next drive and scoring, sending it in overtime. But we got the W, but that was my most memorable experience for sure. And I got punched in the stomach right when it happened. So instead of celebrating, I was just trying to focus on breathing. I do remember that play. I don't remember you getting punched in the stomach. They don't really show that on TV, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> but I do remember the pick six. So that was great. So when you look back at the season, can you tell us what you consider a growth moment? doesn't have to be during a game specifically, but we're all looking at growing and improving every single day, every single year. So tell us about a time that was a growth moment for you. In the NFL, a lot of people play with injuries. Like It's inevitable in such a physical sport. So I was dealing with something the whole year, but it really picked up in the middle of the year and started giving me problems. And playing with the injury, it'll test your game mentally and emotionally more and physically all the above. So I played a game and it wasn't my best game because I couldn't focus. I was focusing on the injury too much and I was just messing up plays that I never mess up. And then the next game, I made it a point of emphasis to focus through the injury and not let it diminish my game too much. And that was a big victory for me just because people don't know about what players go through during the regular season in the media or your opposing players. They don't even care because they're probably going through the same thing. So that made me mentally tough. And I played with injury that really limited my speed and my change of direction, which is like pivotal for my position. So I feel like if I can play half the season limited and still perform well, then the next year when I'm healthy will be that much better. Absolutely. And when you look at your position group, like what do you think about you and those guys really makes you guys special? I just probably say the relationships we've built, a lot of people will come in from another team. They're like, man, this position group is really tight. It wasn't like this from team I just came from. That's credit to the leaders of our unit, Kevin Byers, especially. I think we communicate a lot. We just understand each other and, and have a good time when we're out there too. 
I'm looking forward to playing with them next year. You can see the chemistry there. I like to watch people's interactions and because I think relationships are important. So you can definitely say that you guys are a tight knit group. And when you look, we talked about Coach Rabel, you know, he just finished his fourth year with the Titans. When you look at him and his leadership, what in your mind makes him a great coach? His experience, you know, obviously he played for so long and so he has that aspect. And then he's had success ever since he's been in the league. And I think what makes him, him is just his, his honesty. He's never going to beat around the bush. He's always going to tell you straight up how it is. And that saves a lot of time and a lot of energy. And the message is always clear and kind of going back to his experiences. A lot of times he knows the solution to whatever mistake you make or error or, or this and that. So probably said those two things. And we all need people to kind of push us to be better. Who on the Titans team or within the organization helps you to kind of push you to be better? Probably say two vets. One who kind of came on the team later in the season, Buster Screen, and then another one, Body Calhoun. Body's a practice squad player, and he's a guy who will stay after practice with me and will work on some stuff. And then he's played my position for a long time, so he'll give me little tidbits here and there. So they've been tremendous to like my growth throughout the season. So I got a question for you. So there comes a point in time when it's going to be time to hang up those cleats, hopefully not anytime soon. Have you thought about kind of what you might want to do once you're done playing? A little bit. I'm kind of giving myself some time to learn more about my interests and whatnot. But I feel like a lot of my life so far at this point has really been like a carbon copy of my dad's life. He's also a sports performance coach, and that's something I have a lot of interest in. So, you know, I can see myself going that route. I know there's plenty of time for that later, but just thought I'd see if you had some thoughts about what you might want to do beyond football. Yeah, not yet, but a couple of years from now, I'm sure I'll have a different answer. We'll have to ask you again in a couple of years and see if that's changed. So on the podcast, we talk about business. We talk about branding. Things have changed in the NFL over the last couple of decades. Things are changing with college football as well. Recently saw last year in July of 2021, the NCAA changed things. And this whole thing called NIL came to be. And college players have now been able to get paid for their name, image, and likeness. And so as someone who is looking back at college players now, since that wasn't around during your time, what do you think of NIL? Is it a good thing? And what do you think players who are still in college today should be thinking about? when it comes to those type of opportunities? Yeah, a lot of my friends are still in college, obviously, and and they benefit from it. So it's good to see them working with businesses and making a profit and kind of also building their brand outside of football. And then there's definitely like some bigger name people who make a whole lot of money. And I think, you know, mostly quarterbacks. But, you know, I think like every situation, there's pros and cons. And one of the cons is players may be too focused on making money than improving their game or just added pressure overall. And I think you know, as long as they have a strong support system and don't get distracted from off the field stuff, then I think it's a great opportunity for them. But like I said, they have to have someone in their corner who's given some advice to them. I have my agent and my parents, so I think they need similar people as well. Now, this is still very new, so people are figuring out the NIL space, but how do you think that this is going to affect players' decisions on when they should come out and declare for the draft? Yeah, I think especially now with people transferring so much, and I feel like the sport's getting more individualized, and it has been for some time, but now especially. So, you know, people are going to probably want to rush into the NFL, and that's fine too, just because like as players, we have a short shelf life. You know, this is a physical game. On the other hand, they miss out on those college experiences and, and maybe they can come into the league too soon without kind of developing their craft. So 
there's just so many variables. I just, I just hope that people don't lose sight that it's a team sport. And especially when you're 18, 19 years old, you should be focused on your education and creating the foundation later so you can get in the league and, and really have success right away. Love that perspective. So appreciate you sharing that. So let's talk about a couple of things on the personal side before we go to my two-minute drill. So you are going to be getting married soon to your beautiful fiance, Danelle. A big shout out to her. I know you're excited about that. Talk to us about getting married soon. I mean, she's handled a lot of details, a lot of the work, really, just because I proposed right before the season. And she got started right away. And it was like I was in camp, so I couldn't help her out too much. But she kept me updated. And after the season, now I'm starting to kind of get a better grasp of how serious this thing is. So we're, and we're so excited. And I knew I wanted to marry her the second I saw her. And that's 100% true. And now it's just a matter of time. So, I mean, it's 31 days away. We're so excited. Oh, well, that's amazing. I'm definitely excited for you both. And I can't wait to see all the wonderful photos that you guys are going to Post you two are adorable together. So I, I know you're going to have some great, great photos coming up here. Thank you. So, and the last part on the personal side that I wanted to mention is, so you are the second oldest of eight children in the Molden family. Talk to us about what it's been like being one of the older children and the influence and example that you're setting for your younger siblings. Well, yeah, it's funny because you don't really think too much of, um, especially now that I'm out the house and so far away, like I'm still setting an example for them and they look up to me. And it's funny, you know, I'm just their older brother. I don't think of myself as a role model, but, you know, I am, and especially two of my younger brothers. So they're such a big part of my life. I can't even imagine not having a close relationship with every one of them. And they've came out to Nashville a couple of times during the season, but I haven't been home in, in a long time. So I'll go home in a couple of weeks and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I'm sure they're looking forward to seeing you again as well. All right. So what I want to do now is do my two minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Bring it on. All right. When you were 10 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? NFL football player. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Probably say caring, stubborn, and hardworking. What is one thing most people don't know about you? So my fiance a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to start getting serious about cooking different recipes and whatnot. And it's not going too well so far. I've kind of lost interest, but we'll see if I can reignite the passion. How about if you had one intro song that was played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? Probably Dead Man Walking by Brent Fias. What book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? I just finished up a book. It took me so long to read it. It's called Cutting for Stone. It's a nonfictional book. And I don't usually read nonfictional books, but it took me like a year and a half to read. And it was kind of one that I would only read on airplanes or whenever I had time to kill. So I just finished that a couple of days ago. I mean, the good thing is it doesn't matter how long it takes you to read a book. You're on your own timeline. So you can consume it as you have time. All right. So my next question is you are hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you pick and why? I pick Barack Obama for one of them. Just kind of feel like he's, you know, he's very intellectual and, you know, former president. And then I picked Mike Tyson just because I feel like his character growth, being who he was as a, as a boxer to now kind of who he is, I think he's changed completely. And I want to kind of get his perspective on that. And then Malcolm Gladwell is, is one. He's, he's an author. and He's written some of my favorite books. So those three. Three great choices. Yeah. Lastly, my last question is, do you sing in the shower? No, I don't. No. A lot of the time, I mean, for the most part, I shower at the facility. 
So it'd be a little be a little weird if I was singing at the facility. <laughs> Probably, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Elijah, as we look to close the show, let people know how can they follow you? Uh, you can follow my Instagram, Twitter, it's Elijah Molden24. Pretty easy to find. I'm not too active on it, but there you go. Perfect. And we'll have those in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. And thanks again so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Jen. I appreciate it. And thanks again to everyone for listening. If you liked today's episode, please share it with somebody else that you think would find the show to be of value. And again, if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks again for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.